Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Welcome back to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. We're here with Dana Fitzpatrick from Moxie Group, and uh, we're going to get into some of the results. We're going to be getting into some specific examples here of some of the strategies that we just talked about in the first half of the show as we continue our conversation with Dana Fitzpatrick. So stick around after this quick break. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So, yeah, okay. I know you've got some pretty awesome results that you've talked to us about. So let's let's spill the goods. So a lot of times when people say, well, wait, we want to get eyes on our videos, we'll do the video view campaign. I've went from like 245 views to you know, 56,000 views in a week. One artist we had had 200,000 views and she wanted to get over a million. And so we got her over a million. And then there's another artist. We got her over 1 million views a couple times. And now she's kind of doing it organically on her own. And then all of her videos, once you get like a couple million on your page, all of her videos are like blowing up. She's blowing up on TikTok left and right on her own, on some of them on her own. So that's pretty cool. 
for followers, you know, we start off, somebody would have like a thousand followers and I've got them up to, you know, 6,000 followers. And the thing is like, sometimes you can, with Moxie Group, like there's other organizations that use bots that get people video views. We don't do that. Like some people like pay, you know, and use bots. We don't, we try to get people real fans. We don't do the fake stuff. So it's all real fans for the people. Yeah, I'm sure there's ways to choose the algorithm. There's certainly been ways through socials for the last 10 plus years of bots being able to help with those vanity metrics. But these are real people that are ultimately going to be real buyers at some point or real downloaders or streamers. Yeah, real fans. Yeah. So that's our, that's uh, Moxie Group's, one of their main things is we want real fans for you, not fake fans, because they're just going to go away. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it totally makes sense. So in the case of like 200,000 views to a million views, like that's a 5x mm-hmm. increase. Like how much do you recall what the spend was mm-hmm. or like some of the tactics behind that? I mean, that's a pretty outstanding result. Yeah, the tactics were interest in hashtags all in one. And it was also, you know, it was only over like, maybe a couple, like a week or two, not even two, probably a maybe uh, let's just say two weeks, but it wasn't that long. And the ad spend, it was like $60 a day. $60 a day. So Mm -hmm. it's safe to assume that you powered that, that viral surge of a five X growth with paid ads. But then at a certain point, organic kind of took over, I would guess. Yeah. And so inside TikTok, can you actually see that as far as like reporting goes? Like, no, like these are the paid ones I got and these are the ones that, oh man, that would be such a great metric. Well, you can, you can see, you can see how many, if you go on the regular TikTok, how many views there are, and then you can see from the ad, how many views there are from your ad. So yeah, you could technically do that. Okay. When I run a report, it will tell me paid, you know, paid, you know, followers or paid this or paid profile visits, and then you could actually, or paid, you know, paid likes, and you can go on their page and see what was there. Then it's just simply a math problem. Correct. You know, it's like whatever their baseline fans were, and now what you got paid, and then what you got sort of organically from those paid right. people, then spreading the word. Right. And typically on on it, on TikTok, like what is that? Like if you hit it out of the park, obviously two hundred k to a million. Yeah. Like in that particular case, like any idea, like how much of that was paid and how much was just pure sharing on the platform? I don't know. In that case, to be honest with you, I was just psyched. I just started, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. <laughs> I Oh yeah, oh my gosh. It was like rooting it on every day. I'm like, come on, come on. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, seriously. So $60 uh, a day. So over two weeks, $60 a day to a million. Mm-hmm. Like that's insane. And a lot of our artists, you know, you know, if you're an independent artist, you only have like, you know, $20. The minimum on TikTok for an ad is $20 a day. Okay. So you have to do $20. Obviously the more money you put behind it, the more it's going to you know, more results you'll see. But a lot of times I'll just have $20 a day to work with. So it's kind of interesting. And we're kind of seeing a formula. Like if you have $20 a day with a decent piece of content, we can get you X, Y, and Z, you know, we're still trying to track that right now. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. If I know it's a really good piece of content, we will throw more money behind it to, you know, to increase. But if we were like, oh, it's a good one, you know, I'll probably do like 20. Got it. So in that particular artist case where you went from 200K views to a million, mm-hmm. 
Like, did they, why wouldn't you just go to 2 million, 5 million? Like, or did you max out the market? Like, why would you stop at a so million? In that covering, particular case? It, she had a certain budget. Okay. Her goal was a million. Once we reached a million, we stopped putting money behind it. Oh, like that was your, that was your goal. finish line. It's like, all right, hit that the goal. That was the finish line. That was Got our it. finish line with her budget. So, yeah. Got it. So it's time for yeah. her to create another single. <laughs> Correct. She did. She did. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. So with those, those views, like you grew the followership as, as well, I have to assume. You can't. Yeah. Cause a byproduct of a lot of video views is usually follows too. Even though it's not optimized for that, usually we'll get some follows. Got it. Yeah. So, and then everything just starts growing you, and you'll see all the other videos start to grow. Yeah, because they it's like one and then they go on to the next one and then they right. realize, all right, right, this is an artist I actually really right. want to follow. And then they might look them up on Spotify and right. And then everything there. just starts blowing up. And then it could over it will cross over to Instagram or a different, you know, a different social platform. So in the case the followers that you had, the yeah. campaign that was like a thousand followers, and then it was you yeah. like what was that budget to get to? You said it was six thousand followers? Yeah, like six extra followers. It was forty dollars a day. God, this is cheap, Cosm. I know it's really impressive. But again, it has to be it has to be the content you're using. It has to be good content. You know, we have one artist right now, and she's great content, and she's just she's doing well with each thing she posts because her content's just good. And then you have other people that you're like, gosh, why isn't this doing well? Like, I don't get it. You know, I. I you know, so you have to re-strategize. Like, this is good content, but it's a little bit different than the one that's blowing up. You know, it's just, I don't know. How involved are you with the creative? Do you help walk them through that process? Sometimes, like, they'll ask us advice on what they should post next or what should we do to promote the song or what kind of content should we do. We have somebody on our team, Kaylee, who does actually creatives for, she does the creative content for TikTok for artists. And she does advising too, consulting. So when things don't work out mm -hmm. well, I mean, not everybody has great yeah. content. Not everybody no. has great songs. Yeah, <laughs> and no, I'm they don't. I'm sure there's been cases mm -hmm. where you've actually worked with artists and you're like, their stuff really isn't all that great. Like, what do you, what do, you do in those cases when mm -hmm. stuff is just falling flat? Like, what's plan B or what are, the, what are the things as far as like a decision tree that you sort of go down to get some kind of momentum on the ad campaign? Yeah, usually it's strategy. So, you you know, if you realize like, wow, this followers campaign really isn't working, I'll switch over to a different strategy. And then I'll see, maybe I'll talk to them about what kind of content to put up next. Hey, this is the kind of content I think you should put up for the next week. And this is the kind of strategy we're going to use. And so usually by tweaking the content and the strategy and the targeting, you can start to make it work. Got it. Got it. And an artist... For you guys, like it's usually they want one song promoted. Like, what is a typical campaign? Oh, yeah. Just promote all of my stuff, or like, do you pluck out one, like their biggest potential hit? Like, how do you choose which piece of content to use to begin with? So, they will decide what song that they're going to promote or they are promoting, and they'll usually post like they normally do, and I'll pick out the content that I think is going to be best. For an ad. Just because I know music, I understand it. I kind of 
I don't know, I just have that gut feeling on what's good and what is like, yeah, we also are advising people to always have a call to action in their posts as well, you know, follow me, or, you know, watch this or because a lot of people don't do that, they just post it. And then you need to really tell your viewer what to do. You know, in your bio as well, like whether it's in your Instagram bio, or your TikTok bio, it needs to be very specific, like listen here, click in bio, you know, watch this. Um, follow me. Like, I don't think people do that enough in their actual TikTok, you know, posts, which then helps the ad if it says it in there too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a, that's a really simple mm -hmm. thing to, to remind people of. Cause when I'm on TikTok, I, I know a lot of these are promoted and, and there is no call to action. It's like, oh, that's a cool video. I don't know what to do next. You know what yeah. I mean? And I move on. You got to spell it out for people. What do you want them to do? You need a call to action. You need it. Yeah. Do you want them to listen? Do you want them to follow you? What do you want? Yeah. Because otherwise they're going to scroll by. And the first three seconds, as I think you guys probably, everybody probably knows, but the first three seconds of a TikTok is the most important. So a video view is six seconds or more. That's what we target for is six seconds or more. No one is going to watch you if you're leading up. Like I had one artist, you know, it was on a different platform, but it was like black screen. Then like the name came up and he's rolling it out. I'm like, no one's going to watch this. I'm mm. already gone. I'm already out of here. Like get me with the hook right away. So it adds the same way. Like get me right away. Else you lost me. You know, if you didn't get me in the first three seconds, you're not, you've lost it. So you lost the person no matter what you're trying to get them to do. So if the song so has sort of a slow intro, you know what I mean? Like some songs build like on right. TikTok. Would you just cut that out, edit it right yes. to the chorus? Yes. Go right to the hook or right to the bridge or right to the, the best part of the song or, or you can lead it up with a, with a voice. Like, um, you know, do you ever have a day when blah, 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 and then bam, you know, right in, you know, you don't want to dramatically go in like the real song that that just doesn't work. Got it. So you guys get involved with that creative side to, to Cossum's point. You're like, all right, we need to chop this sucker up. You know, yeah. we need to add an intro. Do you oftentimes add an intro? Like here's the artist and they say something as like a we'll, three second intro and then it's into the song. Like how much editing do you do on that, that first I, six seconds? I, I do the ads, so I don't do the editing, but Kaylee does the editing. So, she, and she, we advise people on like, do it this way or, you know, and other clients just get it, you know, like this one girl that I'm working with right now, she just gets it. She's putting great content up. She doesn't need advising on her content. But what does she uh, get? Does she understand that first six seconds? And like, what does she yeah, specifically she do? Has, yeah, she just gets it to how to, you know, she goes right to the cool spot in her song or she might have a cool way of filming it or a question to start it that might get you intrigued and then it goes right into the song or yeah. So a scroll um, stopper. Text overlay too. Text overlay is really important. Even in, even in music, it's really important that you put the text overlay. They perform way better. We actually tested out with a band of ours that they had a video of them playing a clip of their new song. It was a great song. And had no text overlay. And then the next video, same exact one, we put text overlay. It it almost doubled. So what did they do in that text overlay? Was it just the, the, the lyrics words of the, the song? song? The words yeah. of the song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when the singer singing, the words came up. 
Got it. Yep. And and not the slow intro, right to the cool chorus or the bridge yes. or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, Got whatever it. you think the best part of the song is. Yeah. That's that's super cool. And like all these videos for you are under what? Under 60 seconds, correct? Oh yeah, they're usually at 30. Yeah. Okay. About yeah. Or less. So, Sometimes they're 15. You know, it just depends on what they post. But yeah. So the most important thing I think is to get people to watch the whole video for the algorithm. So if you can get somebody that, you know, if you have a 15 second video, if you can get them to watch the whole thing, that's going to help you. The second thing is going to be, you know, how much engagement you get with the video. And then the third thing is the likes for the algorithm is what I've figured out. Yeah. If you want to grab people's attention right away so that they keep watching, because that's going to make a difference. Super interesting. So just to summarize, text overlay is killer. You know, having some kind of cool intro, like the stop the scroll kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like everyone's thumb is right there. You know what I mean? Just going on to the next thing. So you got to keep that in mind. If you are a musician, start with the best part of the song. You're not going to be able to play the whole song anyway. So you might as well get like the cool bridge, chorus, whatever it is, the hook to bring them in. And then thirdly, you said some artists actually do like an artist intro to start or is that a lesser lesser less popular tactic yeah no no i wouldn't uh, it depends on what it is they might ask you a question like have you ever been in this scenario and then bam and then the song's about whatever it is but yeah it depends got it got it no that's that's killer so like this the last question i have for you is you know streams we talked about that but like, how would an artist, like, let's say I'm doing this on my own and I'm playing in Boston tonight, I wish, and I want to sell more tickets. Like, any tips or strategies, like, for something like that? Obviously, you can localize your targeting through TikTok, but anything that you've done that's similar to that, that you would say, all right, here's some do's and don'ts if you want to, like, fill a club or whatever it happens to be? So, Didi, who I work with, does the Facebook and Instagram ads. And one of her strategies is, to go to a cold audience to try to get them to watch the ad, the video and anybody who watched over, you know, 50% she'll then retarget them and then go for the kill for the ticket link. But if you're doing Facebook, obviously like those custom audiences of 50% yeah. video view, in that yeah. case, it could be like a three, it could be the entire song. Yeah. You know? it could be like a oh, three, absolutely. four minute video. And I, I build custom audiences on TikTok as well. You can do lookalikes and customs and things like that. So in that particular case, you would imagine, you know, if you were to fill like a local venue using some of your video view audiences from TikTok, that would work pretty well. Yeah, it would work well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Super cool. Well, this has been great. I mean, I think it's been a, a sort of a, a, a showcase of how to use TikTok in a different sort of way. We've had a, a number of guests on here that have talked about TikTok. We do a fair amount of TikTok now. I don't think we have any artists. This is just fascinating, like how the artist promotion side of the equation really, really works. But Dana, thanks so much for coming on Perpetual Traffic. If people wanted to get in touch with you and maybe even hire you, if you're a musician, where would they go? Dana at themoxygroup.com. So it's M-O-X-I. So Dana at themoxygroup.com. Cool. We will leave that link in the show notes here. Very, very cool. Make sure that you head over to perpetualtraffic.com for all the links and the references that we mentioned in this week's show. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that if you're a longtime listener of the show and you, you wouldn't mind doing this, you know, give us a, 
a rating or a review, or at the very least, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's over on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. I think we're everywhere now, Cosm. There's no place perpetual traffic Ralph. is not. Yes, we're, we're podcasting everywhere all at once. We are 100%. So go back and listen to previous episodes. I mentioned a couple right there. All the links and resources, like I mentioned, are in the show notes at perpetualtraffic.com. On behalf of my awesome co-host, Kasim Maslam. Peace. <laughs> Until next show. See ya. Hey, guys, it's Kasim here. And... I'm so sorry to be the doom and gloom guy, but I'm hoping this acts as a bit of a wake-up call for you. We've been talking a lot about how the iOS thing has advertisers flying blind, sprinkling in the rising cost of ads and supply chain issues. I think we have a real entrepreneurial challenge ahead of us. And the bad news is a lot of businesses are going to be washed away over the coming months. The good news is that the ones who adapt are going to come out even stronger. That's why it's important to focus on the things that you can control. Tighten up your website, improve your CRO, collect as much first-party data as you can, and test, test, and do more testing. And if you need help with that, go to our friends at Conversion Fanatics. They're running hundreds of tests in all sorts of industries, so they know what's working now. Check the show notes for the link, or you can visit them at conversionfanatics.com. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic, 